Welcome to episode 7 of the podcast. Today we're going to delve deeper into the importance of sleep and recovery. We've touched on this in earlier episodes, but now we want to go into the science of sleep and stress and how they affect our training, recovery, performance and even mental health. So we've told you how to eat and train for your goals, so now we're going to tell you how to rest for your goals. There's a quote from Keijo Hakinen, one of the world's authorities on strength training for sports, and he says, No matter what you believe, the body is not a machine. If you're going to train very, very hard, then you must rest very, very hard. If you train too hard on your easy days, soon you'll be training too easy on your hard days. I, I found that quote resonated mm-hmm. well for this topic. And also in this day and age, sleep is really being compromised by a whole host of factors from technology, stress, chronic stress, diet, and social drug use. And so we'll also discuss this topic in our discussion today. But before we get into it, let's have a catch up. How did everyone sleep last night? Uh, (laughs) Andy, I know you've been struggling actually with your sleep. Oh, yeah, I was struggling. I've been in the last week, and I've probably been struggling because of just stress, to be fair. So I rejigged my whole sleeping routine, actually. So I now go to bed like super early. And I have a really strict routine, evening routine, you know, after 5, 5 p.m. And this is an emergency work thing. I won't touch a computer. I don't turn the TV on. Do my walk. Eat my dinner. Have some time with the girls. Have a bath. Well, feed the animals. Have a bath. Go to bed. Read the book in bed. We go to sleep. Um, so I'm definitely getting better. I get up really early. So I get up at six, then I train in the morning. So therefore, if I want the pre-workout, it's in the morning, rather than if I train in the afternoon or evening, I can't have a pre-workout if mm-hmm. I like them, because then it affects your sleep. So yeah. I, yeah, I've wondered. I'm go on to that, I'm sure. Um, hmm? I've always wondered how guys do pre-workout in the evening. I've, I tried it maybe twice, <laughs> and it was the biggest mistake I ever did. Well, I can have pre-workout before bed yeah, and I... go to sleep. <laughs> but is the, then the quality of my sleep? It's not. Yeah. It's not my sleep itself. I go to sleep. I sleep. I can sleep eight hours. But the amount of times I probably wake up without even realizing, and not until you check your sleep tracker, you realize you actually spent an hour awake, but like in little micro yeah. cycles, you never you know, never sleep properly. So mm. yeah, people do think they sleep well after taking pre-workout or coffee in the afternoon evening but reality is a different so yeah so sleep wise yeah i've been getting some good sleep this week uh, um yeah um, prioritizing on recovery more to help deal with stress you know um but yeah apart from that yeah everything's going well you know bobby weights down you know what I've lost in point body fat gained in facial hair because <laughs> I know you're looking very bushy. You know, but yeah. And I must shave before going back to the UK. But um yeah, it's one of those quarantine, nothing to shave for, is there? No, no. Um, <laughs> so I've got like you know, <laughs> Um so, yeah. So I've lost body fat but my facial hair increases. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I find that that's so fascinating how, you know, you, 
Well, it's great that you track so many biofeedback markers like your, your sleep and your stress and everything. And that's really important for when you want to sort of train, uh, sorry, change your, your sort of routine. Because you, you always used to work out in the evening and, and, it, yeah. and I, think, yeah. I think a lot of people underestimate how important these seemingly obvious things are or just changing some things around like that. And, and I know, you know, uh, one of how you refer to that is like getting all those big rocks in place, but it, it is so important. Yeah, so, so many people, I think, fail to, um, yeah. which is why, like, I guess a logbook is good because so many people fail to just take time to understand themselves, like understand what stimulants do yeah. to you before sleep, how you react to stress, how um, how your day-to-day -day will affect your sleep, which will affect your training. So I think most people who train just figure uh, remember the part of training. Like we've, we've seen well from experience, people forget nutrition. And I mean, if, if someone doesn't really consider their nutrition, I, I, I don't think their sleep is is at the top of their their list when they're thinking I need to pro to progress with my training because most people just think around the gym around the weights exactly and it's, it's, it's a little bit I know when I'm I, my recovery struggling and when stress is high and sleep yeah. poor my resting heart rate goes up normally I'm a resting heart rate even at the altitude in Ibasha about 57 beats per minute but that goes up to about 64 when I'm either not sleeping properly or I'm chronically stressed or my recovery just isn't there so as soon as I see that start going up I realize I've got to change things I personally prefer training in the evening for one simple reason the effect on work if I've had a really hard training session yeah. the last thing I want to do for the rest of the day is actually work yeah. so <laughs> getting into that it's getting you know switching switching that round but but, you know, I do have more meals for recovery, mm -hmm. to train, get my meals in, you know, work around back. Because I normally do steps in the morning. I was doing steps in the morning, training just after work, steps, or vice versa, steps and training. Mm -hmm. Work back in the computer, get some more steps in, fresh up, ready, lunch, or split it so steps, lunch, steps. That's what I like. Yeah. So, a few things and see if it just aids recovery a bit better. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, I, from that, we can highly recommend to people that you, you track all these kind of things um, and then you, you can play around with your routines to see, to see what will work best for you. So, I think um, let's. Let's first get into the circadian rhythm and how this all ties in with our sleep. I mean, sleep and stress and recovery, they're all very intertwined. Um, so Andy, I know you are really interested in this topic of the circadian rhythm. So can you just tell us first, what is it um, and, and why it's so relevant? It's important to understand all living creatures have certain um, a biological clocks essentially so the human body is made up of biological clocks in every single piece of tissue there's genes related to timings and when we release 
certain hormones and when certain bacteria is affected because even bacteria have their own biological clocks. Um, we have, you know, what's it, CNC, SNC, it's a super, this is really super hard, we've talked about this before, super, yes. super charismatic nucleus, which is about 20,000 neurons packed together, which just control our timings and when our hormones and body does certain things. So that drives the circadian rhythm, and circadian rhythm drives that, They're, yeah, symbiotic. So a circadian rhythm idea is, depending on the cycle of light, especially for humans, because, you know, we're up during the daytime and sleeping at night, our body releases certain things throughout the day to help us perform better. And big part of this is things like cortisol. Cortisol has two spikes in a day. And we've we'll gone to cortisol a bit more later, but like one of the spikes is, it goes up after midnight to about, you know, 2 a.m. where it reaches its peak and drops back down so we wake up. And then the same happens about midday, goes back up and down. The idea is that, you know, this cortisol at night helps us recover while we're sleeping, helps repair the body. And, you know, the one in the daytime is also helping, you know, get us through the day, essentially. But all these things are timed by when we go to sleep and the light and our body getting tired, like we release the melatonin, which is a sleep hormone, is very much tied, you know, melatonin, it also helps with your serotonin production. So if one or the other is out of sync, yeah. and, you know, circadian rhythm is super important for, you know, our biological being, you know, homeostasis and how we function in the world. And this is why shift workers have a higher rate of cancer and heart disease. Because, yeah, with, when your circadian rhythm and your biological clocks are out of whack, this can lead to certain diseases such as, obviously, you get, like, you know, chronic sleep issues. And, you know, and then they can also link to, you know, obesity, heart disease, diabetes, hypertension, you know, Bipolar disorder has been linked to a, an issue with you know, circadian rhythm. So because of, you know, it's because it's so important for hormonal release and our bodies rely on homeostasis for hormonal balance. So there's another thing with, you know, certain people taking anabolics and exogenous hormones and their sleep can also be affected. So it's also something to watch out for them. And, you know, so... It is this big link, and I think that's the important thing to understand that all living creatures and plants have these biological clocks, and we should, are meant to keep to these biological rhythms just for our own health and well-being. Yeah, and I mean, we've exactly we've evolved, <laughs> we've evolved throughout millions of years with these circadian clocks, and sort of only recently. Well, recently, you know, maybe, <laughs> I mean by a couple of hundred years or so, you know, thing, things have changed so much. And in, in terms of we're just not outside as much, you know, it, so that our, our clocks are affected by the light. Like when, when the sun comes up, we generally wake up, sun goes down, we need to go to sleep. But now there's so much artificial light, 
and so many other disturbances. So like Andy said, there's a lot of disruption in that circadian rhythm, and that has a whole host of negative uh, consequences. Um, and it, again, like we said in the beginning, it can just seem, you know, so simple, but just trying to get, you know, your, your own circadian rhythm back on track through, you know, setting of different routines, you know, it can be a life changer. Yeah, I think for most people, that's where they really, really go wrong. They only focused on sleep as much as they focus on every other aspect of their training and their lives. Yeah. So when <laughs> sleep, sleep is, I think, quite a, it's quite a hot topic now. I mean, there's quite a few books out on it. You yeah. know, why do we sleep? Science of sleep. and Which is great. Um, I mean, no one really knows 100% why, why we sleep. But you can definitely tell what happens when we don't sleep. You know, there's, you know, there's a whole... You get the lifestyle diseases, you know, like Andy was saying, um, you know, risk, higher risk of cardiovascular disease, um, diabetes, um, organ stress, mental health problems. Yeah. So... In your nervous system. Nervous system, immune system... Sleep is Everything. yeah. Sleep, sleep is so important. It's so important. NASA are doing a study on sleep. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like NASA spending millions on sleep studies should tell tell us all something. Maybe it's really, really important. They're trying to work out. There's a lot of working out whether what drives what, whether our genes drive our circadian rhythm, or our circadian rhythm drives our genes. Mm. And I think you know. In our very core of our DNA, sleep is important to our actual DNA. And I did uh, watch a seminar lecture once by a guy talking about how the lack of sleep, chronic lack of sleep or affected sleep, people go to bed after 2 a.m., is affecting everyone's mitochondrial DNA. Oh, really? Wow. It's actually changing people's DNA for the worse, which mm. is leading to things like cancer. Yeah. There are mutations in the genetic material. That's scary. Sounds like UC Barclay. It's super, super interesting. Mm. Yeah, but it's 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 interesting how I'm sure everyone can relate where you've gone maybe two, three days with you know, either very little sleep or lack of sleep. And on maybe by the third, fourth day you're moody, you're tired, you're weak, your appetite is um pathetic. You're just craving stuff. You have the eye bags. You, you, like you can barely do your normal daily and stuff. And you're hallucinating properly as well. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just amazing how people still don't almost take that very seriously. Yeah. But I think sleep is possibly the most important thing to the human race. Yeah. You know, it's, it's in the part of our basic needs. Oxygen. Water, food, sleep. You know, these are our basic needs and sleep's a big part of that. You know, big thing in, um, you know, in military question and interrogations is sleep deprivation yeah. in order to break prisoners, you yeah. know, to get information out of them. Yeah. yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. yeah, once your hormones start going crazy, you're, you're, you get mental stress and <laughs> it's easy to... Yeah. To really cave in. Well, you also lose your memory um, because you know sleep is needed to sort of take your memories from short term to long term. 
Um, and it, yeah, no, that that's a, <laughs> that that sounds really scary. That kind of torture, sleep deprivation. Yeah, you've got creation and neural pathways happens while we're asleep, and you know the learning part of our brain takes all the information from the day and organizes it yeah. at night. And you know, yeah, you know, what what price can you put on that sort of stuff? You know. It's not worse. You learn a load of cool stuff in the day, and you start forgetting it because you didn't sleep properly. Or yeah, you know, it'd be rubbish. And it's it's, it's it's so bad that when I was at university, it was almost like a, a sort of status symbol how little you'd slept yeah, that night. You're like, I, oh, I was up studying. I only slept four hours. You know. And then you you don't do very <laughs> well in that so, exam. It's so stupid. I mean, if you now read all the research, it, you know, it shows like cramming the night before you'll probably perform way worse than someone who's had a really decent night of sleep. I know, if I wish I knew, I'd, you know, study for an hour, sleep for three, wake up for well, half hour, each, Yeah, it's, it's easy in Kenya because we've got pretty much a straightforward equatorial light cycle. Oh, yeah, you know, true. It varies by 15 minutes max over a year, right? The sun goes up at one time and sets at another. So you can pretty much organise your day around it. In places like the UK, there's nothing worse come summer where 9.30 at <laughs> night, the sun's still shining. And let alone further north where we had like 24-hour sunlight. And that's why in places like Alaska and Finland where they have these 24-hour light, suicide rates go up yeah, yeah. during these periods. The same with periods of complete darkness, you know. So it is important. And one thing I was always taught, if you want to start resetting your body clocks, be up and outside at sunrise. Yep. So your body wakes up, because people used to sleep pretty much outside during caves. So when the sun came up, oh, mm-hmm. time to wake up. When the sun went down, we went to sleep. You know, real simple things like that. So you will find yourself, if you're outside when the sun goes down, you will get tired earlier, be able to go sleep earlier because your body starts producing that melatonin because the sun's going down. You know, there's no harsh blue light from the sun, you know. So these are simple strategies that can be put into place. Yeah. Also, um, when uh, I was reading a bit on uh, the sleep, the, the book I was reading was talking about how muscle growth sort of happens when you're asleep. Contrary to what most people think, you know, stay in the gym, have your protein, and then you'll grow. But I think people don't understand it happens when you go to sleep. That's when all the rebuilding and the damaged muscles starts being repaired. Like the anti-inflammatory response occurs then, you know, your growth hormone release, your cortisol. Like you said, your melatonin and serotonin, which will help you relax. Which also, like the what you were saying, there's the other research that shows... Those two actually also have, a, they play a very big, big part when it comes to mental health. And that's yeah. why a lot of people get, like you said, shift workers mostly. They, the stress is just that much higher. Well, yeah, and that's a funny thing. Melatonin and serotonin go hand in hand. So if you're not producing your melatonin properly because of the, the sleep issues in your serotonin jobs which has two serotonin has two jobs in the body yeah obviously helping um brain and happiness and feeling happy right that's one part of it but the other part of that is digestion Mm -hmm. 
And serotonin made in the gut is about gut mobility and motility and getting your food digested through your body, being used to build muscle mass and everything else. So what you'll find is people with chronic levels of depression struggle with digestion and have affected digestion as well because it sort of goes hand in hand. So a big part of that is if you want to build muscle, we know you've got to digest your food properly. Yes. And a big part of that then is sleeping properly to digest that food properly. And it is, um, I was listening to Guy Sistanino talking about this. He's best mates with Sean Roden. Yeah. And Sean apparently sleeps at every opportunity. He's almost bored like narcoleptic. He just falls asleep everywhere. No wonder but he always looks sleepy. Exactly. It's not... No wonder he's been Mr. Olympia. True. Same with Ronnie, I heard. He could sleep anywhere. Yeah. And all yeah. the big bodybuilders are guys who can sleep and do sleep, you know? And there's something in that. Yeah. Well, well, so lots of athletes as well, you know, you want to be getting nine, ten hours of sleep because you're working so hard. You need that time for your, you know, your CNS and your body to recover. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, for me, that's the problem. I, I don't know how to nap, like, afternoon. I, no matter, even if I haven't sort of slept well the day before, Claire will try and make me nap, just, you know, 30 minutes, 10, 20. I, I just can't, I, I don't know. I, um, which, is, which is bad, I'm sure it would help, but I'm just... I love a nap, I just don't have I don't the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> the, I know the best way to get me to nap is if you're driving and I come along then then I'll uh, nap. You're the worst passenger. I hate passengers like you. When yeah. you're driving, you have a one having to focus on the yeah. your your passenger uh, a dog. Well, yeah. We'll be talking and then you'll just see the head, you know. But yeah, I'm I think also naps, which is a it's a good thing, but for me I'm I'm just not good at napping. Yeah, well, they, you know, they say, like, napping is okay, but you can't make up for, you know, yeah. you can store a sleep deficit. So if you if you sleep poorly throughout the week, you're not going to catch up on that on the weekend. No. Um, so I know a lot of people do that. You know, they'll be doing their normal job during the week where they'll get less sleep, and then on the weekends they'll, they'll sleep in and think that that's going to make up for the poor the poor sort of night's sleep during the week, but a lot of research has shown that, that that's just not the case. Sadly. Sadly. <laughs> so if that's you, you've, you've got to try and come up with another way to get good quality sleep throughout the week. And I think that leads us into quality and quantity of sleep because, like Andy, you were saying earlier, if you're taking caffeine or other stimulants, your sleep quality is not going to be the same. Um, so should we look into what we mean by sleep quality? Yeah, so... Where's it, you know, you've got to understand the different levels of sleep. You've obviously got awake is awake. Then you've got light sleep, REM sleep, deep sleep. Each has an important job to play. So you want to spend an ideal amount of time in each one. The problem is quality comes into effect is do you wake up in between those? Because they're in like micro cycles. So you tend to go REM to deep to light back down. If those cycles are broken, it may take you longer to get into it. And then you just 
end up reducing the amount of time in each cycle. Yeah. And the, you know, and that isn't good. And that's yeah, as I said earlier, it's my problem sometimes. My sleep quality is poor. I've always been quite a light sleeper, but um, you know, the importance is to try and spend for me probably more time in deep sleep, or you know, because it's got that's a one that's you know really restorative to our health. Um, but it's, yeah, so when we bring in all these outside influences, like you know, the big one, screen time. You know, I've mentioned that. Yeah, you know, I reduced my screen time now in the evening. Things like your phone, your computer, the TV, all these are producing emitting a huge quantities of blue light. And this is why there's been studies on this mitochondrial DNA effectiveness. Mm-hmm. Because more people are spending time in front of harsh, bright blue light. And, you know, everything from fluorescent lights and ceilings in offices to your screen and people working late into the evenings and stuff. And, you know, and then then you're just asking your body, you're trying to get your body to switch straight off. It's like, your body will go immediately asleep for as soon as the sun goes down. So why do you close your laptop in your bed, put it on the side table and expect to roll over and fall asleep? <laughs> it's just not going to happen. And then when you, in, you know, and there's a drug side of things. So, uh, you know, caffeine is a drug. You know, these things pick you up. So if you... For, yeah, you know, another one, people work in the evening, they have a coffee to keep themselves awake to work. You ain't going to get to sleep after that, you know? <laughs> and even if you do, because I'm not very caffeine sensitive, I can go to sleep after drinking lots of caffeine. But just because I think I'm going to sleep, and I am asleep, I may spend more time in light sleep, light sleep. slumber cycle. Yeah. So that's what we got to be careful of, you know, and we can go on, we, we go, you know, we go on a bit later to talk about uh, strategies. But, you know, you've got to understand that all these outside environmental influences and impacts on our sleep. And you know, as we said, that sleep is super important. Yeah, and, and it's the same with alcohol. Um, you know, it might initially put you to sleep, but you'll often wake up in the night, well, either to go pee, <laughs> which will also disrupt your sleep, but again, it's not going to be that sort of restorative sleep that you're going to get. Um, and, and caffeine has a half-life. I'm not quite sure of uh, how long it is. Six hours or something like that? So something like that. Yeah, it, it is long. Um, and then, Andy, I just was thinking about that study of how, the, how light is affecting the mitochondrial DNA. And when you look at kids now, they're starting so young in front of all this you know, in front of all this light, blue light being emitted from screens, um, you know, from, because now, especially in, in sort of lockdown time, all of school, I'm sure, is, is this online stuff, uh, screen time. I mean, we were lucky enough growing up, we were never on screens, but I'm sure that's going to have a massive effect. Kids now, if, if they're doing this study and, and following it through, how it affects, um, yeah, yeah. and that's why I've got blue light blockers for Kaya. Mm-hmm. And I've done for the last two years because that same reason, you know, adults are very good at saying, oh yeah, I'll limit my screen time and read a book, but kids <laughs> don't want to do that, yeah. you know. Especially, even if they've been at school all day, they'll say, oh, I've been at school all day, I've been working, can I mm-hmm. watch a TV in the evening? Probably the worst time to watch a TV, best time would be the morning before school because, you know, it'll wake you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Light. And, and also, oh, sorry. Yeah, 
Go on, go on. No, no, I was just going to say also a lot of uh, mental health uh, issues with uh, yeah. teenagers and younger kids. Now, now you you hear a lot of those and I, I think it's pretty much, you know, blue light, not sleeping enough. Um, also, not socializing, I but guess, yeah, but that's another interesting, story. Interesting, interesting. I was reading about the levels of suicide in the gamer community. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, hardcore gamers will stay up all night and sometimes days just yep. playing. Yeah. And, yeah. and then, you know, that affects one thing, end up eating shit diets anyway, but then literally become, you know, they, they cause mental health issues. Yeah, because um, you'll see, like you said, the, it you know the snacks. Even when you see movies, the the the, yeah, the, the, sort the archetypal of yeah. yeah of a gamer, it's the snacks, a fat the guy, big guy who doesn't move from the chair with the <laughs> headphones, and it's just blue it's light. Yeah, and then the curtains are closed. <laughs> <laughs> well, this Ready? is drawing some. Uh, no, Scary no, parallels to your increasing yeah, but it's uh, even, Call of Duty uh, hours. <laughs> no, but even um, you know, guys who watch movies, it's the same. And like you said, guys who uh, how do you say like overworking themselves? Yeah, but yeah, I know gaming. Gaming is a bit because guys can go for days. Just. Oh, that's the thing, and I think this is the important thing to look realize about lockdowns. More people are binge watching. TV series, more people are spending time playing a lot of computer games, mm -hmm. and, you know, and we're working from home, so it's not even, and, and people are finding this, when you work from home, you end up doing longer hours, yeah. because there is no travel break in between, mm -hmm. at least if you were traveling to a workplace, there is a break when you have to walk to mm -hmm. work, leave to work, walk to a canteen, go get food. Yeah. You've got to tear yourself away from a computer. Now, when you do it at home, you know, if like when I'm working flat out, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll go make lunch in the kitchen, but I'll take my computer with me. So I'll answer emails as they come in as I'm doing stuff, multitask. But that's not giving me a break. That's why I've started adding the walking in as, at lunchtime as well, mm -hmm. to give me a break away from computer screens. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah. The lockdown has really, you know, it's an opportunity to get more sleep, but uh, <laughs> sort of a double-edged sword. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and people might find it hardest to sleep because they are just exposing themselves, you know, to longer to, or, you know, all this artificial light. So it's a it's a hard one. Um, and I think, well, I don't know, but I think most people listening to this are more into the fitness side of things, and we just look a little bit more into detail on how sleep affects performance and and muscle growth because we've talked a lot about how to get the most out of your training for hypertrophy and performance and we have said how important recovery is and so now let's just look at the the sleep side of that mm -hmm. all right well when uh, when we work out the thing is we're causing damage to the muscle which is you know the micro damage damaging the muscle tissue the complex protein in the muscle and for this we use the nutrition and in this case sleep to try create an environment where now you want to build that muscle and cause an adaptation response and rebuild the muscle and you know all the organs the lungs the heart 
because they also get stressed when you're when you're training because they have to transport blood in and out and do all that work so this inflames the muscle i think that's the right word so the muscles get inflamed and when you go to sleep that's the time the anti-inflammatory response is sort of initiated when also growth hormone is being produced your body is trying to use the protein to uh to send how would i say to send uh to send the proteins to the muscle sites to build the muscle and rebuild and get it bigger, stronger, or for whatever uh, your goal is. So we can say sleep is where the rebuilding and adaptation of the muscle from your workout starts. So if you're not getting enough sleep, you're not. You're just uh, producing higher cortisol than normal which makes you produce, you know, less melatonin and serotonin, of course. And then your HGH production will just be low, which will now hamper your rebuilding, your recovery, and also just your whole mental well-being. And pretty much, yeah. I think, yeah, that's how sleep ties into yeah, muscle growth. Yeah. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy, really. So, you know, as we just said, the Circadian River means cortisol is released at its highest Point yes. Where I was always, always taught if you can be asleep by two a.m. as a minimum, even if you have to stay up really late for whatever reason. Try and get sleep because that's when you want your body to be asleep to get that cortisol. Mm-hmm. Now the problem is, by not sleeping, you, you're not awake, and you've got the cortisol not being used effectively. Stress increases, your body's inflamed. Yeah. Therefore, because of you, stress increases, you start producing. More cortisol. Yeah, more stress hormones. Right? <laughs> and it's not on a nice cycle. And you knock out all your other hormones that have whack and have balance. And it's a vicious cycle. You just stop sleeping even more. What? Which? And, you know, and, um, you know, it's a vicious cycle. And then, you know, cortisol has been linked to all sorts of excess to cortisol. It's been linked to all sorts of chronic illnesses and chronic syndromes and any must building point of view it can stop you from building muscle tissue if you've got too much cortisol because you need just enough to deal with the inflammation any you know a catabolic process of muscle yeah I mean so I mean cortisol is sort of um, well, yeah, so good and bad, but it's sort of for those, uh, if you've got too much, your body is using that essentially for all the, you know, the essentials to keep you alive. And at that point, muscle building is probably not going to be essential to keep you alive. So if you're in chronic stress, you really are hindering your yeah. progress. So is it safe to almost say that, uh, lack of sleep or recovery can lead to like a hormonal imbalance. Well, yes, because I mean, if you don't sleep as well, your testosterone uh, yeah, dips. Yeah. So and, and, and also in females, your your is it uh, progesterone and estrogen. Yeah. So mm-hmm. with that's a thing. It's like if you don't sleep well, you don't recover well. If you don't recover well, you're not in homeostasis, mm-hmm. 
And it's the whole rest and digest and fight and flight. It's the two nervous systems and sleep's a big part of that rest and digest. Yeah, so if you're not in rest and digest, your body is constantly just fighting to try to achieve balance. So pretty much exactly. constantly stressed. Well, you've also been here. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just going to say exercise is stress. Is stress yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people forget yes. that. Yeah. Your body is seeing that as stress. External stress. So that's why you really, if you are training hard, like I said in the beginning with that quote, you've got to learn to rest very, very hard. Otherwise, all that training is just going to be for nothing. As I said, I think the important thing, you know, knowing your circadian rhythm and knowing that cortisol when you wake up is at its lowest should probably encourage us all to train first thing in the morning because your the cortisol levels are going to rise anyway towards midday. So you might as well train and then utilize that rising cortisol level to actually do its job properly. Because don't forget, most hunter-gatherers have woken up and started hunting and gathering first thing. Yeah, stressing their bodies, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. yeah. But I think now maybe, maybe, or rather, let's hope this um, this makes people ask questions. Because every time I'd say, I don't know if you guys get it, but I'll get questions like, oh, my legs are not growing, or this is not growing, but I'm eating. And then, you know, most people um, say, haven't invested in a coach or can't invest in a coach. And I hope this will just make them think, okay, I'm training. I'm eating. Maybe now it's time to check. Am I sleeping well? And a good a good coach will often in their programming yeah. will have a thing about how much sleep you should be getting and and, and like a biofeedback thing of mm-hmm. on your check-in form, how much sleep are you, are you have you been getting? What's your sleeping so therefore, you can see the knock-on effects. I always say the best day to do a really heavy leg session, if you are a busy worker during the week and don't get much sleep, is probably on the Friday, because then you've at least got the Saturday to have a lie in, you yeah. know, yeah. trying to make use of that, that leg session. Yeah. yeah, no, I think that that's a great tip there. And sometimes you've just got to think outside the box, and again, not like we say, be married to the schedule of Monday is leg day, Tuesday is chest day. You can also fit that in with all these biofeedback markers and how you've slept. So if you've slept really badly, you might not want to go into a super heavy training session that day. Um, So that's, you know, definitely in, if you don't have a coach and you're making your, your own program, start tracking these kind of things, your sleep, um, and then and play around with your program to match it because you really are not doing yourself any benefits if you're, you're training like a beast or, or even if you're just training very smartly and sensibly but no you're just not off. getting enough rest. Yeah, I think that's a really good thing. It's like try and record as much biofeedback as you can. If you've had a rubbish night's sleep, take the day off training because you haven't recovered at night. So yeah. There's no point compounding the issue. Have a day of recovery instead. Yeah, I don't remember which bodybuilder said this. I don't know, maybe you do, but because I'm sure you guys follow him. But he said, if if you're, say, cutting or in prep or whatever, if you're waking up early, like at 4 a.m. To do, to do cardio on three to four hours of sleep, you're better off not doing that cardio at all. 
It's just, it's that late. Wow. Well, that yeah, must go against a lot of bodybuilding sort of, uh, you know, ingrained protocols. Yeah, because you've slept at, say, 11 midnight. You wake up at 4 and it's like beast mode. It, it's, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's yeah. counter counterproductive. To your training. Yeah, okay. it is counterproductive. You're exactly right. Because I imagine, you know, you haven't slept. So your stress levels are high. Your cortisol levels are high. You aren't going to lose body fat. And in fact, cortisol helps, if you're not careful, add abdominal fat. You know, deposits have been linked with that. So chronic stress leads to increased body fat. Yes. Deposit. So therefore, you, there's no point in that card. Better off getting the extra hours sleep. Yeah, I, I think all good advice will boil down to that. You know, when in doubt, go for the extra hour of sleep. Always. If, yeah, exactly. You know, not even in fitness, even in, uh, like we were saying before with, with uh, studying, better you get your sleep than try and stay up late cramming everything in. Um, I, I, you won't remember it. You're not going to remember it, yeah. <laughs> not going to be worth it. Um, and it's yeah, that that just that the the recovery part we've we've stressed it so much. But I hope in light of us showing you how important sleep is, that you will take it really seriously. And I think a lot of us just take it for granted or just don't really think about it at all. Um, and it's just so important. Yeah, because I I think yeah. I think any everyone. And anyone can train hard or beast mode, but not many people can focus on their sleep and nutrition, which is the hard, the hard part, or as the social media world calls it, the boring stuff, which no yeah. one really wants to do, but okay. everyone wants it's the okay. results. Beast mode. Yeah. Lions. How much do lions sleep? <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> How much do gorillas sleep? They're sleeping all the time, gorillas. Yeah. Same yeah. lions. That's why it's so big and muscular. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's beast mode. Beast mode is sleeping. Sleep mode. I love that. <laughs> that. That is our new t-shirt. <laughs> that is wonderful. <laughs> we need to spread that message. Picture of a hibernating bear. <laughs> this oh, is that's exactly this right. is kind of like for months on end. Yeah, be like this is beast mode. <laughs> that is beast mode. The new beast mode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like even as we speak right now, the the dog is behind us and she is snoring. Like sleep number three yeah. or four. Yeah, animals get it. Animals <laughs> get it. Animals are great with circadian rhythm. If you ever watch a, a dog, because they're not watching TV, she's not a computer. They, they, go, they know when it's bedtime, we go curl up and go to sleep. Yep. They get up when the sun starts going up and want to be let out. But that is, you know, it's quite easy to see, you know. Yeah. So let, let's get into cats. some of... We are, don't, don't look at cats. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what they do? Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> cats are special. Cats are like the the gamers now. They they. <laughs> well, should we should we look at some of the sort of strategies yeah. that people can use? And yes. I, I like what you said at the beginning. Like, so someone might be listening and thinking, "Well, I have no idea what my natural circadian rhythm is." You know, it might be so off whack that you know, like Andy said, try for a while to wake up, and as soon as you wake up, go outside. Even if it's not quite sunrise, <laughs> you're not quite there yet, that's okay. But just get outside as soon as you wake up. Um, 
and then and you said try and be out when the sun is going down too and really limit your exposure to technology later on in the day and also any stimulants like caffeine and i think if you no, do that on. for a week you'll probably figure out your your circadian rhythm um and also how much sleep you need i mean normally they say you get between 7 to 9 hours of sleep i mean unless you're tracking it you can just you know go on your hours in bed but i think if you if you do those things you can get roughly an idea of what you need how many hours you need to feel you know rested and recovered yeah yeah i think in the sleep there is a difference between how many hours you spend in bed with your eyes shut to how much hours you spend sleeping yeah and i think that's why sleep tracking is important yeah so that's um with your apple watch or your fitbit or whatever sort of whatever. wearable tech yeah if you if you're good at sleeping with something yeah, from the sleep cycle app sleep cycle app like i say the sleep cycle app records you while you sleep and you put your phone on the bedside table yeah. and it tells you how long you small for when you wake up movement and stuff through the night so that's another good one you know use your watch or if you don't have a watch use use an app on your phone oh yeah i look for that one how accurate out. is that Pretty, I, I use it and okay. I, I'm not using it at the moment, I'm just using my Fitbit, but yeah. I've used Fitbit and the Super Cycle app with this up. Okay, well, that's good to know because I can't yeah. wear my Apple Watch at night. A, because the battery is useless and it would die, yeah. but B, it's quite chunky, so I don't like wearing yeah. it at night. But that's that's a good yeah. tip for the phone that, that, that I can try. Although Leon's snoring will probably eclipse any noises that I make. I do not snore. So, um, I've, until I well, hear I myself you snore, differentiate between someone else snoring. Okay, he's allowed to snore. He's getting massive, he's getting massive. It's only yeah. gonna get worse. Yeah. Well, let's hope there's no sleep apnea. I've decided until I hear myself snore, I I I do not snore. No. Well, Snoring—it's <laughs> the sound of beast mode. It's the sound exactly. of beast mode. That's that's me being a bear. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. But um, yes, so good strategies. I always—I'm a big fan of blue light blockers. Yeah, we've been meaning to get a bear. Um, as the sun starts going, probably half an hour to an hour before the sun goes down, mm -hmm. and then put them on, and then. You know, um, yeah, and I've had mine for a while now. I'm becoming useful, um, especially if you're someone who has to do a bit of work in the evenings, or you know, you got to check messages on your phone, or you know, these little things. You know, even watching yeah, TV. And then, as I said, you can get them for kids as well. They're super important for kids. Yeah. But yeah, we we we've been meaning to invest in. in yeah, you pair. you can get them here um, at the Urban Tortoise, um, and. I think they were doing a deal for kids as well, which was great. So we, we, we're going to get those because now we actually spend a lot more time on the computer. So yeah. I think that's really, it's really, really important. Um, and I think should be up there for everyone who is, you know, even if you're watching TV at night, that's, a, you know, if you are going to watch TV. Yeah. I mean, that's what we do. Because I, uh, I was talking to a friend who has them and he 
we just saved for like a year slowly for them so you can make it a priority and save slowly towards getting one depending on yeah but they're not, they're not too expensive like the cheaper yeah the cheaper are in the uk the ones in kenya are come mainly through opticians yes and they're, you know they, they range to about six they're probably better quality even the fact that they, it costs six thousand shillings yeah you know the best ones you know one of the best ones i've seen internationally rar optics which you can buy online yeah they're not too expensive but they're, they're really good yeah. um you can either get the cleary blue type lens or like mine, the bright orange. The geeky orange yeah. lenses. <laughs> you know, get the clear ones. Um, yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, it's becoming really useful. As you said about the caffeine, I wouldn't drink caffeine after 3pm because of the half-life. Yeah. You know, you've got to imagine after... 3 p.m. The half-life's going to be 9 p.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or pre-workout. So, pre-workouts and energy drinks. I mean, it's not just coffee. Stimulant. All yeah. stimulants. Yeah. Any caffeine, really. Yeah. Any stimulants uh, um, limit. Say teas, yeah. Teas are a big one. Even chocolate. Teas have got quite a lot of caffeine. Um, there's also... Chocolate, I was going to say chocolate, mm. any sort of high sugar food, probably best to avoid. Um, but the, and another strategy which is always useful is a warm bath before, an hour before bed, because that just helps relax the body down. Mm. Then you combine that with a bit of reading, and, and then you, know, you start winding down nicely into sleep. Yeah, and... <laughs> I I mean we don't have linings on our curtains. Um uh, yeah. so but luckily we live somewhere where there's not much light outside, so a we're okay. Yeah, it's very bushy. But if you do live in the city or somewhere with a lot of light, you might want to get liners on your curtains, make your room really dark. And that that, that does make a big a big difference. <laughs> mm, what else? Yeah. I think um if you're a shift worker, blackout curtains, I mean, lining, lining on your curtains is super important because you've got to make sure you can mirror the natural light loss and everything else. You've got to basically, if you're a shift worker and you work through nights, you've got to then flip your day round and make it as close to that circadian river as you can, yeah. opposite way around. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can wear iPads as well, just as long as you, that doesn't sort of annoy you. Yeah, I'm um, Yeah. Yep. I think I might start doing that because I our curtains here are white. So as soon as it's light, I'm up, which is which is good. But if you do, if you do want to have a bit of a sleep in, then I find it's I think I'm happening. like you, Andy. If I sleep into seven, you know that's a <laughs> that's a real yeah. easy morning there, yeah. sister. That's yeah, it's a lay a big lay in seven. But um, yeah. I do like sleeping because I'm out in the countryside. I can sleep with my curtains open, and mm. I will, I'm, especially during the week, and I like that sunlight coming in, yeah. even if it's not sunlight, that pre, pre-dawn light, yeah. you know, you, your body senses, it does. you start to stir, yeah. the change of light in your room, so it, it comes in quite useful, you know, the dogs know, and I can hear them moving around yeah. as soon as that starts happening in the end. Yeah. Well, I think it's wonderful to be so in tune with your body that you do that. I mean, I can actually wake up without my alarm now. I always wake up at the same time. It doesn't matter if I've gone to bed late. Yeah, I'll still true. wake up at the same time. And that same same that you edit, that's usually that pre-dawn light. Um, 
So it's it's I think it's it's really important to get back into tune with that if you're someone who's lost it. Yeah, and that's sleep cycle. I'm telling you about it's called sleep cycle. Sleep cycle. It's got a really interesting alarm system. So you set the alarm for a half hour window, and it will find when you're at your lightest sleep cycle within that cycle, and the alarm goes off when you're at your lightest sleeping point. Oh. So you don't wake up out of deep sleep or groggy. So yeah. you wake up feeling more refreshed. So. You may get less, like half hour less in bed or 10 minutes less in bed, but you feel more fresh than if it woke you up in the deep sleep. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, put, we'll link that up below and, and any other ones that we think are useful. But I'm, I'm definitely, definitely going to try that one. Um, I have heard that before, uh, like different clocks waking you up in the lightest sleep. So, again, it sounds counterintuitive that you're getting less time in bed, but you're waking up at a, you know, a, a better moment. And you're not going to feel, yeah. oh, I, yeah, because I, I often wake up if, with an alarm, just feeling horrible. I hate, actually, I actually hate the alarm waking me up. Yeah. I like to wake up just before my alarm so I can turn it off. First. Exactly. It's all, nothing worse than that being, it's almost being like shaking yeah, awake. It's it almost violent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, just found the app. I'm going to download it and try it tonight. Is it free? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. It's called Sleep Cycle. Yeah, sleep I think there might be a premium version, I don't know. Oh, yeah, we'll, 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 awesome. yeah, we'll try yeah. this. There's a free trial. We'll try it first and see. Yeah, so we would highly recommend that you try that. So in your, if you, if you do have a sort of a Google document or Excel, or I don't know how you track your workouts and everything, just put in a column for sleep. Um, and, and record how much sleep you've had and see how that affects your your mood, your energy levels, how your training session went, how you feel you've recovered, you know, and track that for a couple of weeks, a month, and you'll get so much useful information. Mm -hmm. And I mean, with, with all my female clients as well, they'll track their, their cycle day. Um, and, you know, when, once you've got all those biofeedback markers, you know, you can really tailor your program for the, you know, the best results. Yeah. Sometimes it takes a couple of months of biofeedback to get, to understand yourself a little bit. So it's not, it's not a race. Just give yourself time. Yeah. Give your coach time and, you know, see how it goes. I think uh, with everything in fitness, I think maybe, maybe, People now understand there's there's really no quick fix, whether it's your nutrition, your training, your sleep, like fixing your circadian rhythm. You just need to be patient with yourself. Don't don't pressure yourself or fall into any external pressures and then push yourself into a negative space. So yeah. it's all time, all yeah. baby steps. I was listening to and reading about so the circadian rhythm and how now they're looking at chrononutrition and oh, yeah. you know i think when you're starting out you do not need to go this in depth you know you <laughs> but if you're an experienced and you find this interesting and you're going for the, you know that little extra percentage yeah. look into chrononutrition and it's all built into the circadian rhythm and sort of nutrient partitioning and your hormones and everything and kind of when is best to eat what. Um, 
So again, I really want to emphasize this is not for everyone and it's not like the magic trick that's going to get you, you know, shredded or get you built. But it is, it, I think it's quite fascinating. And if you are very, if you're experienced tracking, you know your body really well, then maybe you can, you can try this. Yeah, um, that's something extra. Yeah, and I, I definitely want to read more about it. And it seems like still quite a young uh, sort of study. Um, you, you're reading about that too, Andy? Yeah, I've seen it. It's very interesting, actually. But as you said, the important thing to remember for people is at first, keep your big big stones in place, your big boulders in place, your foundations. Like, but sleep is one of those. Sleep and recovery is one of those big boulders. Beyond that, start looking at the micro stones to just build on top, just the icing on the cake. Um, yeah, so like the recovery side and all these things we're talking about today, they may sound in depth, but actually these are part of the big, the big boulders. Yep, they really are. And we know once you get those in place, you know the result, your results will often follow. And you know, sometimes those simple things seem too good to be true, but once people get their their sleep and recovery in check, you know, great things happen. This is making me feel sleepy, I think. Yes, siesta time. What are we? Three o'clock. Perfect siesta time. Yeah. <laughs> Almost time to cut off our blue light. Yeah, I yeah. So you... Now. Yeah. I, I, I can't drink coffee after 12. I will be wired. I, yeah. I keep mine to the morning. Um, and yeah, I actually used to drink hot chocolate before bed and I had to stop doing that. So well, obviously, I drink water before bed, but to be fair, a lot of people need to be careful about that. Yes. Because if the water keeps you up and wakes you up, to, I don't, I'm lucky unless I'm in real deep prep and I'm drinking a lot of water, I don't have that issue. Um, I'm still young enough to just go before bed and you know, wake up. But um, if you do get up to go to the toilet, and this is something, you know, one strategy, quickly, if you're someone who has a, a weaker bladder and you're doing your pelvic floor therapy and stuff, get a, a red light or a, a yellow light for your bathroom. Mm -hmm. Rather than having a blue fluorescent light or one of these blue LEDs or like the real white light ones, get a softer light. But even better if you can put a red light bulb in for night time, although it may look like a bit like a bordello, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it will, yeah, you, it's going to have less effect on your sleep cycle, but red light will not, you're, you can pretty much, or if you can keep the light off and go to the bathroom, even better, but, yeah. you know, they're just all things to bear in mind. That's such a good one, yeah. Andy, because there's nothing worse than you go to the loo and you're like, this bright light, yeah. and you're just like, oh. I remember, because uh, I, I grew up with uh, my grandparents a lot. I'd visit them, and they, they, they had those red or yellow lights. And till today, yeah. I, I never, I always thought the <laughs> yellow, red, weird lights were all, you know, brotherly. <laughs> But now, when now that you've just mentioned it, it, yeah, it really makes sense. Way less harsh on the eyes. Yeah, yeah. Because for for the longest time, I thought they used it as decoration. You know, just well, yeah. that the bathroom has red light. 
the, <laughs> the other room has yellow. Yeah. So I, I assumed it was decoration. Well, your grandparents were sensible. And I mean, yeah. we've known for many, 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 many years how important sleep is. Certainly so now that we have sort of the science to back it up. But yeah. I'm sure they knew too. Yeah, well, some, there was some, yeah, there was something, something to it. Maybe it was decoration. Who knows? Maybe. Well, but, either way. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure if they listen to the podcast that... that they, they deny it was decoration. They knew about yeah, the circadian rhythm. Really <laughs> 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 oh, Great. Well, I think that's all on that note. If you have any questions about sleep and cortisol, stress, recovery, you can always DM us or leave a message on the podcast page and we will answer. And so we hope you've enjoyed this topic. We find it really, really interesting and just recently have really, you know, taken rest and recovery importantly, seriously rather, and just seen great results. And we urge you to do the same, you know, track your sleep, use the apps. We will link them below and just, yeah, get, get to know your body a little bit better. Track over a couple of months and without fail, you'll see improvements. So on that note, I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend and get good sleeps. Yeah. Enjoy. Bye, all.